Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Core Leadership Podcast. We have an incredible guest with us today, and his name is Buddy Priest. He is a member of the Kappa Alumni Chapter, and he is a current real estate broker associate in the Dallas, Texas area. Buddy, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, it's an honor for us to have you. We'd love to start with you sharing just a little bit about who you are and what you're up to currently. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a real estate broker associate or real estate agent in the North Dallas area. And I went to the University of Oklahoma. I'm married and we live in that North Dallas area. Professional background, I've spent the first 11 years out of college as a high school teacher and coach. Did taught a lot of U.S. history, AP U.S. history, and then coached football, basketball, track, wrestling, you name it, whatever sport. So I did that for 11 years. And then I've been a full-time real estate agent for the last six years. So got awesome. out of teaching and coaching and just pursued something a little bit different. That's great. That's great. A lot of different hats, a lot of different hats. We'd love to just hear about your connection with Bucks. What did that experience look like on the collegiate side, but also as an alumni member as well? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was, once I knew I was going to OU, I wanted to be a part of some kind of social group, fraternity, whatever you would like to call it. And, but at the same time was wanting something to where I could still grow in my relationship with the Lord and just trying to find maybe some like-minded people, some other men that were looking for that same buck was brand new to OU at that point when I was a senior in high school. I didn't even know that it existed. I'd never even heard about mm -hmm. it. And I had a friend of mine that went to my church in Oklahoma City, a girl that was already at OU. And she told me, hey, you should check out this thing called Bucks. And she started explaining to me what it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was trying to look for. <laughs> and so she connected me with the two of the founding fathers. So Cool. Me and another high school friend of mine went to Norman and they took us to Chili's where all great things happen. And uh, they <laughs> set us down and told us about what Bucks was. And I was in, like from that point, boom, let's go. Where do I sign up? And so uh, that was the summer before my freshman year of college. And so I knew that's the route I was going to go. So it was, it was perfect timing. Great. It's great to hear. What was some of the roles that you served during your time as a collegiate member? Yeah. As a, a collegiate member, I was on some different social boards within Bucks. Within the second half of my sophomore year, I got elected president of our chapter. So served there for a year. It was a great cool. opportunity. I was definitely... We had a young exec at the time, but we all did a great job making it through and really trying to build the unity within the brotherhood there at OU because we were still relatively a new chapter. I mean, there was a lot of people mm. on campus that didn't really know what Bucks was. I remember my pledge ship at OU. We had 55 guys pledge in my class, which was a big, that's a big number at OU. And we had our new Beta Upsilon Kai t-shirts on with the on. Trinity Trinity symbol on there. I mean, it was it was a big deal. We come rolling out to this thing called Big Bread Rally, where all the fraternities and sororities show up together. And, you know, we all roll out together and there's 55 of us walking out there. And I'm like, yeah, man, we we are we've arrived. And I remember these sorority girls walked by and they looked at our shirt, and they said, What's Bix? 
And I was just like deflated. It was like humble pie. Boom. You, you, don't, you don't know what's going on. And I remember I took that moment and I was like, in the pledge, I was like, okay, we're going to let people know what's up. Mm. And, and so that's where we just, we are, my pledge brothers and I, we just started building, helping build this thing at OU and got super involved in a lot of different things. So it was, it was a building process and it took some, mm. some humility, but man, it was, it was a blast getting to know other people in other groups and then kind of sure. sharing with them about a little bit about what Bucks was, what we stand for and, yeah. and how we're, especially with those sorority girls, like doing different events with them and showing them, Hey, this is how a lady needs to be treated, you know, yeah, respectful yeah. And, and why we do it that way. So it was, it was a great thing, and it's great to see how the current members at OU have, have just continued that on. And it's just it's just great. That's awesome, and really cool to hear that you were on the cutting edge of that story and the beginning foundational building there, even even to the broader campus. That's really really cool to hear that story uh, with Bix. <laughs> but yeah. also, yeah, I, I get to go back to the chapter every once in a while, and I'll let them know, hey guys, like. I'm I'm old enough to where I know the founding fathers, <laughs> the names you have to memorize, and they're like, right. "Oh wow!" And I'm like, "Yep, I've been around." But this guy's old. <laughs> That's right. Well, also something you've been able to build, and I've had the privilege to be alongside this leadership with you, is with the alumni chapter board for the Kappa chapter. So, would love to hear your story and journey with that, as serving as chairman and also on that board. Yeah, it was a real honor. I got originally asked. To be the when we first created that board for, with OU was to be the legacy chair because I was one of the older guys and so I could kind of try to help connect some of the older alumni back to the national alumni and then I was asked to serve as the president on the board and it was a great time it's been great to work with these guys that are of different eras if you will of OU bucks you know guys that weren't necessarily there when I was and I'm the oldest guy on the board but having these other guys that are maybe five years younger, 10 years younger, even 15 years younger to see their same passion for what, what I have. And one, it re kind of reinvigorates me of, wow, this, this thing has got staying power and also really getting to see how God has gifted them even differently than that yeah. really kind of well rounds our board of, you know, some guys that are, really, really organized or really, really think, have a big picture vision. And so we just got different strengths that we can all sharpen each other mm -hmm. together with. And so it's been, yeah. it's been great to serve and, and give some time back and, and even get to reconnect with the other alumni from OU. Yeah, that's great. And audience, to give you some context, so we have a National Alumni Association that I get to work directly with. And in this National Alumni Association, we have 17 and counting alumni chapters. And what an alumni chapter is, is it is a network of alumni that corresponds with their home collegiate chapter. So for instance, Buddy at the University of Oklahoma Kappa chapter, they have a Kappa alumni chapter. And that is led by a board, which is of alumni of many generations from the chapter that come and give their time, energy, and effort to see alumni come back together and engage with one another in so many different ways, but also support the collegiate chapter in some cool ways as well. So Buddy's had an amazing opportunity to serve on that alumni chapter 
board as chairman. He's had a great time there, and it's been an honor for me to work alongside his leadership. So that's to give you some context there of what Buddy's been up to in the alumni world and how that operates within the organization. Hey, one more thing, Landon, I want to add in on that topic. Go for it. And for- I'll encourage all these younger Bucks guys that are, you know, getting ready to graduate or maybe they're in their senior year is to one, stay connected with Bucks. And if you have an opportunity opportunity to serve on that alumni board, take advantage of that because, and don't just wait and say, oh, that's something I'll do later on. If there's some way you can help serve now, it's definitely a great experience. And it's such a great time Mm -hmm. to, like I said, meet guys of different time periods. I mean, that's what's so cool is, you know, I'm 40 years old and I have two guys on our board that are 23, 24 years old. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're talking about a 17 year difference, but we have very similar experiences at OU because of the framework Bucks was working in and the traditions. And so we have that immediate connection, which is just, it's a powerful thing. And so don't let too much time pass and none at all, if you can, if you can, that you can start getting in, back involved and in giving back your, some of your time. And it's not a ton of time. It's just a little bit, but it keeps the ball rolling forward and keeps connections alive. Yeah. One of the bottom line words I've gotten from the alumni chapters at the end of this semester has been, man, we're just having fun. This is fun for us. We're doing what we love to do and we're doing it together. So it's an amazing opportunity, and Buddy's been a crucial part of that for the Kappa Alumni Chapter. So we're going to pivot into the main story and subject here of this podcast episode, and that is stewarding relationships. Buddy, you hit on earlier how you've been in coaching, you've served in Bucks in many different capacities, you're currently heading into real estate. So wanting to hear your story in that and how you've been able to steward relationships while wearing different hats along the way. So We'll start with where we just left off, you serving in capacities with Bucks and want to get your thoughts and stories and experiences on understanding the skill sets of your men. How are you able to put men in different contexts, whether it be in the collegiate chapter as president or on the alumni chapter board? How are you able to put men in positions to, to succeed? Yeah, I think um, it really goes back to something that I heard back in high school of that people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I realized that even when I was playing high school sports and I knew that I probably wasn't going to be playing at the collegiate level was that it wasn't even necessarily the sport that I was missing. It was the relationships of Mm. those, those team members and just being able to, you know, have experiences with them and relationships and so that's where I knew, hey, that's important to me. Relationships are important to me. I need those in my life. They help me grow. They they help feed me. And so serving as president in Bucks or even serving as alumni chairman, it was really to kind of be able to get into these relationships and also see how God has blessed other men differently than myself in different skill sets, mm-hmm. which is, I think is a great thing. Like, I think that that one of the things that the Lord does is he doesn't give us everything. You know, he doesn't give us every skill because he wants us to be able to lean on each other, need to lean on each other. Right. So that you're, you're better at things than me, you know, and at certain things. And so I think that that's realizing that and not seeing it as a weakness, but seeing it as an opportunity Mm. is a big piece of the puzzle. And then it's just, okay, getting to know these guys, you know, spending some time of conversations and discussing, okay, 
and figuring out what are their strengths, how have they been blessed, and where can we put them to really thrive in that spot. And then once you put them in that spot, trusting them to use those skills and not trying to overmanage people. I think that's a big a big mm-hmm. problem that some leaders make is they try to have their hands in the cookie jar too much. I mean, you need to know what's going on, yeah. but you need to let people have a little bit of latitude to kind of push their the vision forward that, that they're having and use their own creativity that, that yeah. I might not even have thought of. So that's sure. a big thing is getting people in the, you know, getting people in the spot that their skills will work best and then letting them thrive. That's great. That's great. How do you use those skill sets, still move towards the goal at hand, but also have that pulse on how guys are feeling, you know, how they're feeling empowered to do their job well? How do you have that balance? Yeah, I think the balance is being along the same page for overall vision, you know, and that's, I think, is managing expectations like from the very beginning. Okay, here's here's our purpose, what we're trying to achieve here. Okay. And then giving them that latitude of creativity as long as it pushes towards that main goal. All right. But then just having having conversations and checking in with them as you go of like how how things are going, how can you support them? You know, is there is there something that you can add? you know, and not as in a controlling way, but as in a supportive way. And I think that's a big piece is like making them know that, Hey, you're on the same team and that this is a team goal. Yeah, that's great. We'd love for you to touch on during a presidency specifically in the collegiate chapter. Was there a situation to where you guys did this well, or maybe not so well you could share with the audience? Yeah, I think there were a lot of times we did it really well. Like I said, we were a pretty young exec. We were all sophomores when we got into in our exec roles, which is pretty young in my opinion. But we were very passionate about the goals of Bucks. And so we were going to go at it full speed. But also when you go at things full speed, sometimes you do make some mistakes going, especially mm-hmm. when you're younger. And we do. We had a few slip ups here and there. And I think it was being humble enough to accept those slip ups and then correcting them immediately and things that, oh, you know what, we should have done better, things that we did well that maybe we could have improved on for next year. And then, you know, I think that uh, making note of that and then helping pass that on or steward that information to the next group is important. Let's not reinvent the wheel, you know, let's, let's. Let's push these goals forward from exec to exec and let them do their own thing, but hopefully not make the same mistakes that we did. Yeah. Pass the baton off well. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about you leading your peers in those different environments. Want to move on to leading others through mentoring. You touched on how you coached various different sports and you were a teacher. So we'd love to hear what it looked like, that transition point from, hey, I'm leading those my age to I'm leading those younger than me and I'm having to inspire them towards a goal. Yeah. I think the key word there, you said there were, you know, inspiring is, you know, with any team, especially in coaching and, or even in education, whatever you're working to as a group is, is having a goal as a group or a team and getting everyone in the group to understand or on the team, 
that that you do actually care about them as individuals that it's not just about achieving this one thing um mm. i and i was uh heard a quote that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care and i actually heard that in my officer training at buck nationals back when i was a sophomore in college and that has been one of the most impactful quotes i ever heard and so it really played a huge role for me in coaching of these young high school men. Everybody's got, you know, these different achievements they want to do maybe and kind of getting them all aligned and saying, okay, we got to work together as a team right. to achieve these goal, these this main goal and the individual successes are going to come along the way. And that's mm. letting them know that you do care about them. And that means like individual conversations and just the words you're using, like using the word love, you know, it's not normal in our society for one man to tell another man, Hey, you know, man, I love you. I care about you. And I want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. Some of these people haven't even heard that from even their family members sometimes in a long time. So mm -hmm. that stuff is impactful. And when they know that you truly care and you have to truly care, it can't just be words because talk is cheap. And they, they, and these kids, they, they'll see right through it is you need to truly care about them and, and their, and their success even beyond high school. And so once they know that they'll run through a wall for you, they will push as hard as they can to get there. And then, you know, it's also about realizing and teaching these young men that it's a lot more than about sport, right? I used to always mm. tell my teams, Hey, who won the state title five years ago? And nobody, <laughs> nobody could answer. And I was yeah. like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Five years ago, just five, go back 15, 20, like nobody cares. Yes. We want to try to achieve these goals, but in the end, what we're here to do, what I'm here to do as a coach is I'm here to try to make you a better person, make you a, the better husband be ready to be a great husband father friend yeah. leader all those things like we're here to shape you know and that's mm. going to have a lasting effect because yeah. you could tell me i can be undefeated with wins but if my guys aren't going on to achieve things past high school then i've failed yeah how would you give advice to someone who's looking to be a mentor whether that's someone, Hey, I'm a senior in college and I'm looking to mentor a younger freshman guy, or maybe, maybe they're in a setting with kids like you with coaching. What would you say to those guys? Yeah, I think it's a great thing. And I, I think mentoring or coaching is a great opportunity. A lot of it is, seems like the coach or mentor is the one that's giving everything, their time, energy, but in the end, man, they're the ones that receive the most in my opinion, in my experience. And so I encourage people to do that is, is let, let these young people know that you care about them. Listen, maybe more than you talk at the beginning and let them share to you what their goals and aspirations are, what they want to, what they want to be, what they want to do, how they want to do it. And then give your input based on your experiences, you know? or connect them to different resources that can help them try to achieve those things. So, you know, again, letting them know how much you truly care about them and their, and their goals. It's great. It's great. 
So wanting to pivot to your professional journey in real estate and steering relationships through that. So what has that process looked like for you? So you transitioned from the coaching world, teaching world to the professional world. What did that look like in stewarding those relationships? Yeah, in the professional world, relationships are very important. You know, networking is a huge deal in business, but your name is the most valuable thing you have in business. And almost like your honor, if you will, it's like people mm. know who you are and that gets around. So you want to make sure that you are shooting those relationships very well and you are very professional, you're very ethical and that you, um, you're not what your word is your bond. They want to know that they can trust you mm. and that you're going to do things above board the right way. And you're going to take care of people. I think that's one of the biggest things that I get referred upon if somebody sends me a client, whether it be another professional or be another client sending me one of their friends is they know that I'm going to put that relationship above the transaction every time mm. that I am going to make sure that that person is taken care of. And then I'm going to make sure that they're protected, that they're being heard. And that yeah. this is, this is not just a transaction, get the ball to the end of the line. And that's it is that we are here to serve them even beyond the end of the transaction that we are all about relationships. And so I think that that's a big part professionally is people understanding that you going back to, Hey, they really know you care about them. That's great. That's great. What would you tell the graduating senior? in college as they're looking to professional aspirations, what would you go back as a senior and do right now to set yourself up for success in the business world? I would try to meet with older professionals sooner. And I mean, that's the great thing about Bucks is that we're getting to a point now to where we have a little bit older of a generation of professionals. Yeah. You know, right. I didn't really get to have that opportunity as much, you know, but just to go connect with people. And it, even if it's not somebody in your career field, it's just going to somewhere you're going to land. You know, if you're moving to Dallas, connecting with some alumni in Dallas and just having chats with them of, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And just, you know, getting some older perspective, I think is something that I could go back. I would have done if I had had the opportunity. I think that that's a big, a big plus that uh, some young guys can take advantage of. Yeah, that's great. And if you're a graduating senior listening to this episode, we actually have a LinkedIn page, a Bucks LinkedIn page. So search that up, request to be added. We'd love to add you to that as you're looking for those connections like Buddy talked about. And we have over 3,000 members at this point in that wow. from so many Man. different professional backgrounds. So would love to get you connected there. So buddy would love to hear your thoughts on another side of the business world. And that's entrepreneurship. Probably have a lot of collegiate guys with this great idea. Or they have a group of guys together that want to pursue a business opportunity and building that from the ground up. What would be your advice to them? I would say, make sure you are preparing yourself and that's meaning like research, knowledge base, very, very thoroughly. Try to know exactly what you're stepping into before you step into it. Because once you're in it, man, things start going fast or you just, you need to make sure mm -hmm. you, you understand the process almost before the process starts the best you can. 
You know, sometimes it's something totally new and you can't know everything. But I would say that's one thing I've learned is we get so excited sometimes to start the process that we don't spend time on understanding what we're about to move into. So that's my biggest point is, hey, make sure you do as much research on the front end because once the clock starts, it can it can be hard sometimes to try to play catch up. Mm, yeah, the beginning preparation. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, we've heard a little bit about all of your different areas that you've been able to serve in leadership through Bucks, through coaching, through real estate and business. Um, we'd love to move to the next section of some audience questions for you. See, these are going to be more direct questions from, from those experiences. So number one, being goal-oriented, how do you put others first while still accomplishing your desired outcome? I think it's communicating to everyone what that uh, that overall goal is, but then, and so kind of managing and setting expectations from the very beginning, and then it, it communicating to them the individual expectations you have for them to help us get to that final goal, but that also in the process and even even in that relationship development we talked about is is even in the process letting them know that you really do care about them and they're just not a mm-hmm. cog in the machine and that they are crucial to the outcome and that you do care about them and with the team success comes individual success it's great it's great here's another audience question when leading peers that are older than me how do i lead with confidence I think it's one trusting the Lord has put you in that spot for a reason and lean into that confidence, but not in a arrogant way, but in a, just in a confident sense that, Hey, you need to move forward and you need to take the steps and actions that the Lord has put you there for. And when you do that in confidence, but, and also you communicate to the rest of the team members that you do need them and that you care about them. And if they know that and they see your professionalism and see your work ethic over time, it might not be overnight that Mm -hmm. they're going to start come to respect you. Okay. And they might not agree with everything you do, but if you, if you have communicated well, if you set and manage expectations, and then you also let them know, through your actions and verbally that you care about them, then over time, they're, from my experience, they start to fall in line of, okay, this guy, he's a true leader and he does care about us. Let's go. That's great. That's great. One more, one more question here. How do I make tough decisions that others will not like and still maintain buy-in from them? Hmm. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. I think that as a leader, sometimes we do have to make tough decisions. Um, and those aren't the fun times. I think that we really have to, as long as we have set these goals and expectations from the very beginning, if we see that they are not being honored or people are kind of getting off line from that, that goal and tough decisions have to be made, I think it's trying to communicate with people, hey, here's what we need to do and trying to bring them back in line. But then sometimes if if they can't, sometimes you got to make tough decisions and, and move on to, to, to different people. 
and it's not a indictment against that person. It's just maybe they have a different or, or their mindset has changed and they have different goals that don't line up with the team goal. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they need to go join a different team and that's okay. It's not everybody stays at the same job for their whole life, you know, and that sometimes you have to sit down and have tough conversations, but that showing, because it's important that you show the rest of the team that we are moving towards this, this one goal. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is what we're here. We're doing. And that you do care about all of them, but if someone has a different goal, that's not in line with the rest of the team then that's going to hurt the whole team. Yeah. So sometimes you got to make tough decisions to, to get everything back in line. Cause if you don't, if you don't, if you don't make those tough decisions, just you're just putting it off and it's going to mm. snowball and become even build more up. difficult later. Yeah. Yep. Build up. Yep. Yep. That's great. Well, thanks for answering some of those audience questions. And we're going to move on to another series of questions, which is more for you. This is going to be more rapid fire for Buddy here. So I'm going to go through these one through five and just give a quick response here. So you ready? Oh, man. this was Okay, let's do it. Come on. Awesome. Number one, what would you go back and tell your freshman, sophomore self in college? Oh, man. I would say uh... – Continue to just enjoy enjoy the relationships you have. Maybe don't stress as much about you know the the future. That as long as you're in the present, you're working hard, and that means in school and in whatever you're you're working with, whether it be bucks or some other kind of entity at the university, put everything into it. You know, and that don't don't waste your time because it does go fast. Mm -hmm. So and and. Lean into those relationships because some of those can last the rest of your life. It's hmm, good. What's one of the best pieces of leadership advice you've received? The ones I mentioned earlier, one of the ones is um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I applied mm -hmm. that through all different seasons of my life. Of it's, it's tough to walk into a room and just start spouting off orders if people don't know you and know that you do have their interest at heart. So yeah. I think you got to do work on the front end before you start barking orders. That's great. Number three, what is a habit person or show that has your attention right now? Oh man, I'm always interested in anything, any show or article that talks about leadership or creating efficiency within a business or group. I'm, I'm real big on working smarter and not harder. I mean, I believe in hard work but I want to get there mm -hmm. as smooth and transitionless as possible. So anything that has shows efficiency with great leadership, that's, that's what I'm about. That's great. What's one spiritual practice or rhythm that you've walked in that's been helpful to you? I think humility is something that I try to, well, try to continue to bring to the forefront of my mind. I think sometimes, we can get very confident in maybe our skills and abilities in a sense that we think that we did this, you know, man, I want to pat my belt self on the back sometimes saying, wow, you did a great job, man. They couldn't, this couldn't have been achieved without you. And in the end, it's like the Lord is in it, all this in my business, in my relationships. And he's the one that's in control. 
And so with that comes humility, which is great. It also brings a little bit of stress relief, in my opinion, of that it's not all on my shoulders, you know? And so that's been really big for me in business of, you know, the Lord's going to do what he's going to do. And I got to trust that, lean into it, and celebrate the good times and pray for help in the hard times. Yeah, it's a good word. It's a good word. Last question here. This is going to be the hardest question I've asked you during this episode. So take your time if you need it. If you had any superpower, what would it be and why? If anybody says different than flying, they're lying. Flying would be amazing. <laughs> it would be awesome. Yes, I want to be able to fly. My last year in college, I had a, a little bit of free time and and what, had the opportunity to get my private pilot's license. And oh, so that's was awesome. able to get a little taste of that. I haven't flown in a while, <laughs> but it was a blast. That's and I hope awesome. to one day start doing it again. So flying would be awesome. I know there's probably another, a lot of good answers out there, but flying's got to be. And you would save so much money on airfare. Come on, that's just <laughs> practical. Go. It's efficient, too. Like you were saying, <laughs> you want to get the destination as smooth as possible, you know? Quality work over quantity work. That type that's of right. That's fine. That's great. Well, we know what superhero you'd want to be, and that's Superman from that answer. That's right. So that's great. It's great. Well, buddy, before we head off here, we'd love to just hear any final resources, advice you would share to the listeners in general. Yes, I think um, resources-wise, I would say one book that I do recommend, it's a short read, and somebody gave it to me in my very last semester in college. And it's a book called Season of Life. It's by Jeffrey Marks, M-A-R-X. And it is a book that shaped my understanding, I think, of relationships, especially in coaching and working with other people. And it's just the simple story of a football coach redirecting of the how a team should interact with each other. I, I just grew up into where, you know, coaches usually were stern and hard and sometimes, you know, pushed you. But a lot of times maybe you didn't feel like you they cared about you. And in this book, read the first chapter. It's four pages long. And it's if you don't like that, then shut the book and throw it away because the first four <laughs> pages has the coach closing a practice with all the guys kneeling down and the coach says, what's your job as players? And they say to love each other. What's our job as coaches? To love us. Mm-hmm. And wow. man, it, that was like a shock to me. I mean, which is, it's simple, but it's something we're not used to. Yeah, And so I read that and the book's not a long read. It's pretty short, but man, it shaped everything. And it, there's some great testimony in there about life change with, with those coaches, how they got there. So I recommend that to, you don't have to be a football coach or anything to read that. I think it's a great read for anyone. I recommend that to everybody. The other thing I would like to, to say to people is, man, relationships are so important, whether it be professional or personal. I think I try to think back to when Jesus came to earth. Before he started his ministry, he went and found 12 dudes to pour into. Mm. And he, if he needed those relationships, then I sure as heck do. Because mm. could he have done it without them? Absolutely. Okay? Son of God, boom. He could have done anything. 
But if he felt it was important enough to pour into 12 regular guys, and these were below average men, and he felt that it was important to pour into them before he really started rolling his ministry, man, then I definitely need it. Yeah, that's a great word. That's a great word. Well, buddy, thank you so much for sharing your journey with stewarding relationships in so many different areas you've been blessed to be a part of, including with Bucks in so many different leadership capacities. And it's been an honor and a privilege to hear your leadership in that. And thank you for the advice you've shared with our listeners today. All right, brother. Thanks for all you guys do. Hey, and get out there and get involved. Awesome. Well, audience, as we close, thank you for joining us once again on this journey of leadership. We hope that this episode encouraged you and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Core Leadership Podcast. I want to take this last moment, as always, to talk about Bucks and who we are. We are a lifelong brotherhood of committed Christian men seeking the bonds of brotherhood and unity in Christ through the avenue of a social fraternity on a college campus. Our founding verse is Psalm 133.1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. To find out more about Bucks, information on joining or founding a chapter on your campus, go to byx.org. You can keep up with us on social media at Beta Upsilon Chi on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.